What's going on, Trav? What's popping? Everything, man. Yeah. The world is a crazy place. The world's... Dude, you hear... So right now, I mean, I'll jump right into it. Let's get it. So, so I didn't even tell you about this before the show, but I guess 20%, you know how the Amazon rainforest caught on fire? 20, yeah. 20% of it is gone. Shit. And I guess the Amazon rainforest equates to like 6% or something of the world's oxygen. Wow, 20% burned away? 20% burned away. Damn. Isn't that crazy? I feel like that was like a huge thing for not that long. And like then I feel people like, gave up. Yeah, bro. And that's like everything, though. It's like the Ukraine thing. That's like the Israel and, and Palestine, Trump. What's that um, sickness that everyone was getting last year, two years ago? Uh, measles. Oh, fuck. Starts with a C. Uh, that COVID shit. Yeah, yeah. COVID, yeah. I, I forgot, forgot all about that yeah. shit. Yeah, bro. Isn't that, it's kind of twisted though, if you think about it, because like, that's something huge. Like, and I understand like people are like, the war is horrible, right? Like Ukraine, the whole idea of that is horrible. But like, what about the world? You know, if like a small part of the world falls apart, like obviously that's horrible, but like the world as a whole, like if the, if the, if we lose oxygen, everybody's dead. Yeah. I you mean, know? imagine the rainforest just being wiped out. We yeah. would all die. When we're using so many like resources and shit too. And like, it, it's, it's messed up. Cause when you think about it back in like hunter and gatherer times, like the way we lived was very like cyclical and very with nature where it's like, if you killed an animal, you would use every part of the animal, every part. And then you would give whatever was left back to the earth. So it could like grow. And then like, it was a whole cycle, you know, it was like very like with nature, but now it's like, just kind of just take and then screw it you know it's like oh we need this and who cares what's you know yeah man that's a horrible mentality it really is where did you read that we lost that much of the uh, rainforest it was some random article i've been like hella back on my, my little meditation hype and there was like some article i came across where it was like talking about how we're like just drastically destroying everything crazy man yeah but no one like it, it, people just forget <laughs> about shit like that you know they don't we don't like to talk about it. I feel like even the U Ukraine thing, like, I don't hear anything about it anymore. Like, at first yeah. it was, like, so big, and then. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what happened. We started giving hella money to Ukraine. Hella money. Like, we gave them a whole bunch of, like, supplies, but I think we just gave them, like, $20 million or $60 million or something crazy, and we're paying for that. Yeah. And, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, conspiracy theorist people out there who are, like. Not to cut you off, but. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why would we be giving them money if we know they're going to lose? And that's the whole conspiracy theory behind it is because just <laughs> because I guess Hunter Biden, this laptop, have you heard about that? No. Hunter Biden's laptop. You haven't heard about that? Is that his son? Yeah, Joe his Biden's son. son? Oh, Joe God. Biden's son. So he's like dripped in controversy. And like apparently he like he smokes crack or something crazy. <laughs> I heard about that. Yep. But he also had a laptop that he lost and it was recovered and found. And there's multiple facets to this. It was recovered and found. And then it contained a whole bunch of like shit that shouldn't have been on there in terms of like government stuff. And he lost it. And then this laptop was reported, I think it was by the Washington Post or something like that. And they put it out there saying, hey, this Hunter, because all the Democrats were saying that it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Because before the election, they brought it up to try to like bring Biden's numbers down. So they were saying it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Turns out it was real. And then the Washington post or some place posted about it, but then Twitter came in and everyone came in and then like censored it because they didn't want it to be real, but it is real. So it's like, 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But there was like, uh, so the whole thing is like he apparently was like sending emails back and forth with Ukraine and doing a lot of deals in terms of like big business stuff with Ukraine, like big business stuff Shit. with Ukraine. So the whole like conspiracy theory is the the guy Zelensky or whatever in Ukraine is like hitting Joe Biden up be like, hey, I'm extorting you. Give me some fucking money because your son was doing all this stuff with us. And if you don't give me a whole bunch of money. Yeah. I'm going to leak all this I'm shit. I'm going to leak all of it. That's wild, yeah, bro. Yeah, so that's like the conspiracy theory behind it. You think Twitter is, I'm trying to think of another platform that, like Reddit maybe, right? You can kind mm -hmm. of post whatever you want and yeah. it is what it is. But now that obviously Twitter has been bought, mm -hmm. do you think stuff like that won't be censored anymore? You think that's the angle I thought Elon if, wants to take? If he does buy it, apparently I just saw something before we started that was saying that the deal is on halt right now Oh, okay because i guess like part of the stipulation was he wants to remove a lot of the fake accounts and i guess that they did some study and it shows that less than five percent of accounts on twitter are fake but mm. there's a whole again another conspiracy behind it is that a lot of these fake accounts they don't want people to know how many fake accounts were actually on twitter because they use those fake accounts to inflate certain um trends Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So it's like they'll it's, so it's like if they're trying to censor conservative people and boost some democratic And we're not talking know. about like burner accounts, right? We're not talking about like, oh, I got two accounts. One I just talk shit and troll celebrities on and the other one I It's like fake bots. They call them bots. Oh, right? okay. like I see what you're saying. Automated ones where I could go on my platform and hit like three thousand likes and it just goes and like shoots it up. Yeah. It's like bot accounts. Yeah. So we'll see. But I mean, I think if Elon does like eventually go through with the deal, he's for sure going to do free speech. You seem like you're a big fan of this guy. Like you really want it to happen. I, he's, I think, well, I think free speech, I want free speech to happen. Okay. Uh, Cause I want, I want there to be a place where people can debate. People are afraid to talk about stuff. People are afraid to get offended. And that's the biggest thing that like, you have to challenge your own beliefs. If you're not challenging your own beliefs or questioning your own beliefs, you're just ignorant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I understand a lot of people like believe things, but you always have to be willing to change. And I feel like the fact that things have been so two-sided in terms of right versus left and then censorship, it's a real thing. Like the right account, like Trump was censored, you know, this yeah. whole Hunter Biden thing was censored, even though it was proven true. So when things like that are happening, it doesn't allow people to be challenged and it doesn't allow people to have the opportunity to have their viewpoints and their foundations challenged. Now, do you think it's how people kind of lay it out as far as if you say something super vulgar, right? Mm -hmm. Then they don't want to hear it, obviously. But if mm -hmm. you say some the same vulgar thing in a more pleasant way, instead of mm -hmm. saying, fuck that bitch, you could be like, that person's stupid. Yeah. And you're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like just to appease the, the whole crowd and make everything a little bit more smooth. Yeah. Well, I think like obviously things will be censored. Regardless, right? And I think the things that will be censored, if I came on there and was like, started yelling the N word, yeah. that should be censored because there's nothing that's being brought to but the table. But then my thing is, okay, I, I get I get what you're saying. And I think no one should just say the N word crazy like yeah, that. Yeah. But we need though, we need to see who those people are so yeah. we can not fuck with them or yeah. put them in their own lane, right? And kind of see that these people actually exist because when we censor shit like that, yeah. then it doesn't become real and people think shit like that doesn't, doesn't exist, exist in the world. That's right? a good point. Well, and I think one of the things that Elon is trying to do is make it so you, if to become a verified account, you could, there would be like two tiers. There would be like the celebrity verified accounts that would have a certain check mark, 
but then there would also be like real people verified accounts. And I think the whole thing he was saying mm -hmm. is because it's a business at the end of the day too. So he would say for $3 a month, you would get a certain check mark and you'd go through a verification process to prove you are who you say you are. Oh, so wow. then if I went on Twitter, I'm not going to be yelling all this crazy stuff because people will know it's the real Travis. So it's like, you can't be making these like burner accounts and just yelling all this shit because you know what I mean? So it like limits who you can pay attention to. Cause if someone's coming at you, who's verified a real person, you're probably a lot more likely to listen to them than some person with like an anime picture in their Yeah. And a random ass name. You're like who the fuck yeah, is this? Exactly. Damn. I didn't think about that. $3 a month. That's smart. I do it. I mean, and that's the whole thing. Like I want, Oh, for sure. It's like free, free access. You know, and like you can still block people and stuff. It's like on, on my Twitter, I have sports blocked. I don't give a crap about sports. You yeah. know, like, so I'm not trying to see like, and that's a lot what people use Twitter for. I'm not trying to see that shit. Right? But I see what you're saying. Like you're going to cater it to what works for you, what yeah. you like, what your interests are. Yeah. Sense. It's like you can kind of control your own algorithm in a certain sense. Because we kind of deal with censorship on the podcast, right? Yeah. On Instagram, we can't cer say certain things. We can't post certain things. Yeah. We don't want people in the comments just like going off and cussing because yeah. it'll limit the reach. So yeah. it's like there, there's certain things and that you, you kind of have to like, you know, like jump through certain hoops, you know, so it's, it's interesting. But like that whole idea of the algorithm too, I was thinking about this the other day, like, again, I've been saying this all day, but I've been like way back on my meditation hype and like way back on like, just like, which is super nice. And like, is there something that happened that kind of got you to like, damn, I need to fucking slow down. Or I need to meditate more. Or was it just like a part of you that was kind of missing? I, so I've, I, I went on this like whole journey, right. In terms of like six, five years ago, whenever it was where I meditated every day for like six months and it like drastically changed my life. But then I got to this point where it's like, I was so at peace. I was either like, I'm either moving to the mountains and shaving my head and just like being Zen mode, happy, peaceful for the rest of my life. Or oh, I'm going to go back and play the game. And I was like, I'm gonna play the game, you know? Cause I didn't want to like leave my family and everything. Like I was like, I'm gonna play the game. So I came back and my whole idea was I'm going to get lost in it. But I always know that if I need to, I can get back to that. It's always there. You yeah. know, it's like the, the well is deep and the water's always there. For sure. You know, so this whole, these past four, five, six years, I've been going ham in the game. Okay. Yeah, I've been going hard and yeah. getting lost. And then I finally got to a point where I was so focused on building business versus doing the music, which is the whole reason I started the business is because I was going so hard at music and it was changing my life. It was like therapy for me. And my business built around that. And then since I started to focus a bit on business, things just became hollow. Mm -hmm. So I kind of took a step back and was like, wait a second, like business is dope. But the whole purpose of me starting a business was so I could make music freely and have money to support my music. So then I had to really reorient it. So I'm kind of like going back in the well and, you know, getting a refresher so of the water. Tell me, uh, what is a meditation session look like for Travis when you wake up in the morning what mm -hmm. is like are you you know for 30 minutes are you fucking doing yoga are you just gargling water like what is <laughs> what is meditation for Travis well so back in the day it was full-on like laying down or sitting in a certain position and like just emptying like so the whole idea right is essentially what I was doing back then was focusing your brain but almost focusing it on not focusing like when things when your brain because you have thought patterns, right? Your brain is always firing. Like mm -hmm. if I showed you a picture of a bad bitch, your brain is immediately going to start going like, damn, she, damn, boom, 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 boom. Exactly. It's going to yeah. start firing. But the whole idea is to be able to see that picture, but just see the picture. 
not to react to the picture, not uh-huh. to have all these. So you're, you're essentially going in and trying to erase these thought patterns or not even erase them, just let them happen, but not be attached to them. Just watch it like a cloud. So uh, you, and you keep training, right? Just like you train a muscle, eventually you get better and then you can lift 10 pounds and then you can 15, 20, 25. So same thing. It's like, you can hold that concentration of non-concentration for five, 10, 15. So I got to a point where I could meditate for three hours and it felt like 10 minutes. Wow. So it like, it, it was like a full restart for my brain. Like I was able to go Damn. into any situation and like my, some of my friends used to make fun of me and shit. Cause like, I'd be like, hell, I just like, cause I used to be crazy <laughs> and like, <laughs> and they're like, like, Oh, you gonna start wearing like an orange monk outfit now and shit. But I mean, it, it, like I said, it drastically changed. But now fast forward to where I'm at now, it's like after going through all of that and seeing the potential of it, I know it's there. So now more so I wake up in the morning, I won't touch my phone. For like the first hour of the day. Oh, wow. I'll go into this separate room that used to be my office and I'll take one of the books I have off a shelf that's like revolves around the kind of the ideas of Eastern religion or religion or meditation or, you know, spirituality. And I'll just read a couple passages and then I'll drink my coffee in there and I'll just be, you know, and I won't engage with any type of phone. And then throughout the day where I would watch news, now I'm watching like or listening to like certain speeches about that so i'm like really kind of rigging my algorithm you know gotcha, what I mean? okay so even on instagram i went and i unfollowed as like a, a crap load of these female influencers we'll call them yeah and even on tiktok i went and like i was rigging the algorithm right because the algorithm caters to what you like so i went back and i unliked a whole bunch of shit and wow. then i went in and there's like a couple people that i really enjoy listening to in terms of like uh, revolving around that topic like alan watts and ram Dass and people like that so I went in on Instagram and TikTok and I searched up the names and I followed like 25 to 30 of those accounts. And then I went in and I followed like 30 Nipsey Hustle accounts. And then I went in and followed like 30 motivation accounts. So you're just getting game the whole time. You're literally getting stuff that's feeding that well. Exactly. Instead of, instead of distractions. And music and yeah. sports stuff that you don't care about. Exactly. So now when I open my phone out of habit, right, because I'm still trying to break the habit, but now I'm reinforcing if it is going to be a habit and it's hard to break, I might as well, when I open my phone, see something positive yeah. instead of getting drawn into something that's not serving me. I guess I'm going to go on a different tangent, but definitely on the same page, right? When you're in that um, meditation state, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, your girl works and she has her own life. Um, but is that like something you communicate and be like, don't talk to me while I'm in this room type thing? Well, so she she has like a... a a traditional schedule like she'll go to work at like eight and get off at five okay, so you just plan you know yeah so accordingly once, essentially like once she leaves the house then i kind of wake up and then like i'm like gotcha going through the motions because i've been thinking a lot right like when i was living with um my significant other it was like when i got home i need that like 30 minutes to an hour to like not talk to anyone decompress like i don't want to i want to crack a beer or smoke a joint or yep. something like that and just really like kick it to myself. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's meditating for me or just getting in my, my own mode, but like shit like kind of irks me when I'm out of work, I get home and like now I have another person like in my face or talking to me. I'm like, let me decompress for like an hour. Well, and that's the whole thing too. Like they say that like when you're doing this meditation, cause the whole idea again too around the meditation is like realizing that everything you are is based off of what everything else is. If that makes sense. Like when you're born, you're like an empty slate, you're a blank piece of paper, mm-hmm. but then it starts off your parents, write Gerald at the top of the piece of paper. And they keep calling you Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. And then you figure out 
that you are Gerald. So now that you know you're <laughs> Gerald, that means that you're not Travis. You're not, you're not Joe. You're not Smith. Damn. You're no one else. You're Gerald. So now you're limited. And then now they tell you you're African-American. You're African. You have black hair. You, you are going to play football and like limit, 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 limit. And then so everything you know you are is based on the limitations of your surroundings. Wow. So through meditation, you're supposed to kind of like dissolve those barriers. Right. So, and huh. when, I, when I see my parents or when I see you, I put on a certain, certain Travis mask, right? How I talk to you is different than how I talk to the dude down the street. Yeah. Right. So the whole idea about that is to dissolve that mask and realize like, I'm going to act how I really am around everybody, which is <laughs> difficult because then yeah. you see me acting different and, and then like, you are the like, what's wrong with you? And then that's it. That it's easier for me to break back into the old me, you know? So it's like the same thing when you go yeah. home you have a certain way you are with your girl. Mm -hmm. And now you're taking off your work mask. And on the way home, the, the mask starts to come off. I'm an and asshole. Then, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, well, and then you get home, and you're like, fuck, I got to put on another one. But and you're like, what's up, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole idea is to be able to, like, carry that throughout the day. And even when you're at work, yeah. it's like, don't act like work, Gerald. Just, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, understand what you're doing, understand the purpose of it, and, like, try to carry that, that peace with you the whole entire day. Damn, man. That's deep. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's, uh... The new way to look at things. It, it helps, man. Because, I mean, it's a crazy world, man. It's, there's so much. It's always moving. There's always stuff going on. It's like, shh, fuck, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to, like, get back to what matters, you know? Did anyone kind of inspire you to, like, start meditating and getting back into, like, a zen lifestyle? Or you kind of just knew you needed it again? Or needed something oh, more, like more that? More so recently. Um, I just knew. I, I felt it was time. You know, because I always knew there was going to be time again. Because, like I said, it's like I'm going to go in the game. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to get lost. Because that's the whole yeah. idea, right? It's like, I mean, and I've seen it, dude. The last, what, five years, dude, you fucking grinded, you know, two locations, but building your business as yeah. far as like, you know, the people you work with. And I've seen it, man. You've worked really, really hard to get where you're at. So, well, and you know what sparked it was I realized I was too attached to my business. Mm -hmm. The idea of potentially, because I've never lost a client. Right. I've always kind of amicably separated, separated. Yourself. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I understand. Like, let me show you how to do it. And then, like, you know, it's never been like you did a bad job. Get out of here. Yeah. But I realized I was so attached where I was working so hard after a certain while because I didn't want to lose clients because I want to try to keep a clean track record. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm way too attached to this. It's never been about business. It's been about music. It's been about building a platform mm -hmm. where I can, like, help other people and spread awareness. But I've been so focused on getting this money. Yeah, I got so lost in the money, you know, that I need to realize that, like, you know what? If my business fell apart tomorrow, oh, well, who cares? You know, it was a cool run. I'll start another one. You should be happy. Yeah, exactly. You can always, you know, you can always start again, yeah. you know. And now that I hired someone to help me out with my business, I was so attached to it. I had hired him, but I hadn't used him because I was like, well, that means I won't be a part of it. Right. Separation. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, yeah. go ahead. Do 95 percent of my work for me i'll pay you a good chunk of change and then i'll just get the clients and it's part of the growth right like yeah. you got to be able to step away eventually yeah you got to wear that I'm, you've always been the ceo but now you got to really kind of be the ceo right step away let yeah. delegate yeah go go from being a ceo owner operator accountant everything and just be a, <laughs> a ceo yeah. and it's like the same syndrome that a lot of parents go through when they have kids if like they only have one child it's like once the child starts to grow up you got to let that kid go. But a lot of parents like, or like, you know, it's like kind of that, like watching them leave. Parents, yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's necessary for the growth. So it's like, I had to let go of the business 
for the growth, you know, in a certain sense. So it's, it's good. Like I went out with the, the dude yesterday and he was like uh, filming some stuff and I was like chaperoning just to make sure everything was cool. He fucking kicked ass. So it's just crazy. So we're talking about like doing things and rituals and being super zen and stuff that works for you. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the Machine Gun Kelly and uh, what's the girl's name? Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah, blood yeah. ritual. Yeah. Do you think you could ever do something that extreme, right? Where when I first read the, the headlines, it was like, yo, Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox drink each other's blood. And I'm thinking there's a fucking vial and they're just drinking each other's blood like some vampire type shit. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like whenever they do rituals, they'll fucking put like three drops of blood in whatever beverage that they're drinking and then they consume it that way. Well, so <laughs> when you say ritual though, what do you mean? I don't know if they like do sacrifices or like, I'm sure they don't do sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they do. They kill like a snake or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I didn't go deep into what they do, but they do some type of like religious practice, ritual, praying type thing. Uh-huh. Like she's into tarot cards and like zodiac signs and praying when the moon is full okay. and all that type of shit. Yeah. But I guess kind of what we were talking about, say, you know, doing the three drops of blood works for them and it, mm. it's something that they find successful and helps them throughout their day. Mm-hmm. Like you can't knock it, right? As long, so? as long as it's their blood. Yeah. Because it'd be a different story. Because right? whose blood is it? <laughs> I think, I don't know if they draw it themselves, but. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's there, if it's, it's weird. Don't get me wrong. But like, who knows? They used to do that shit all the time, like Aztecs and stuff. I mean, obviously they did like way crazy sacrifices back then. But it's pretty, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I just got my blood, blood drawn the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how like fast that shit will just flow and like fill up, bro. It's wild. Like they filled up two tubes like hella fast. Damn. I was like, and then I was thinking, what the fuck are they going to do with my blood? I don't know. It's weird, man. You, The United States is one of the biggest exporters of plasma. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like a huge market. And I guess like a lot of like rich people buy the plasma or something crazy. I've heard something yeah. about that, like blood doping. Yeah. It like helps you uh, stay alive longer. Yeah. Which is wild if you think about it. Because like a, a lot of like a, it traditionally the people who tend to donate blood like to the point where they're doing it multiple times a week are people who are tied on money. Yeah. You know, not saying you're tied on money by any means. But like. No, I didn't donate blood. I had, uh, I had some testing going on. I got some uh, blood okay. work done. Yeah. Um, but it's funny if you think about it, poor people donating their blood and then rich people are buying it. It's like rich people are legitimately like sucking the blood out of the poor. Yeah. That's wild. That's a deep concept too. Cause I'm sure it happens and I'm sure it's like a, a real, real big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being in high school, like whenever they had the blood drawn type shit, I would always go do it. Cause mm-hmm. you get to go out of, get out of class for a get little a bit. And some <laughs> you know what I mean? Leave class box. for like 30 minutes, walk around the campus for a yeah. little bit. I was one of those kids. Yeah. Like what's something that's like pissing you off lately or like something that like you've, you've always wanted to talk about, but like you're afraid that like your opinion is going to rub people the wrong way, but you know in your heart that it's like, nah, this is like what I believe. You know what I mean? Dude, how the hell are they allowing men to play women's sports and be good? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could. No, I'm not going to say Why that. not? Dude, I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> well, so here's a funny thing. <laughs> that's exactly, we that's talk exactly about why. So when the whole, so this whole entire time, right, there's the right and the left. The right is saying only women can get pregnant. The left are saying 
people can get pregnant. They're saying that like uh, it's not oh 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 uh, it's people people <laughs> get pregnant. That's why there's a, a pregnant man emoji now, right? Really? You didn't know that. No, there's an emoji of a pregnant guy. If you pull out your phone right now and you go on there, there's a and you and if click, I type in pregnant, it'll show it'll show uh, no way, a blonde hair guy in a blue shirt with a little pregnant belly. But here's the kicker. So this is the thing, bro. We're gonna post this, and then everyone's gonna flood your comments with the <laughs> with the, um, <laughs> the pregnant yeah, yeah. the pregnant guy emoji, dude. So and that's the thing, right? So and that's that. We'll just leave it at that. But the reason I brought that up, right? Says only women can get pregnant. Left uh-huh. a, a portion of the left say people can get pregnant. Okay. So men and women, or everyone in between, can get pregnant. But now that this abortion thing came out. The Roe v. Wade, they... That's what we should be talking about. Yeah. They come out, the Democrats, the left side, some of the left people who were saying that people can get pregnant are now coming out and being like, if men could get pregnant, this would be a way different story. There would be abortion allowed. So it's like they're changing. Which is true. Which is 100% true. It's true. But beforehand, they were kind of leaning into this whole jargon of, oh, people can get pregnant. But now something serious like abortion comes on the line. They're like, if men could get pregnant, so they're switching sides, which is interesting because is it it a political game? Were they they playing before saying people can get pregnant? Or are they playing now saying only men can get pregnant? Because they're switching sides. They're just going to do what makes most sense at at the right time. Which I wonder how the people who truthfully wholeheartedly like believe people can get pregnant, not just women, how they feel about these leaders who have been on their side now flipping to saying the opposite. You know what I think about though? I think women should be able to do whatever they want with their bodies. Right. Yeah. But then I also feel so bad for women that can't have children. Yeah. Um, Cause then it's like, damn, like this person could possibly have a child and then give it to me and I can have a child. Yeah. Um, I don't fucking know. I know that's a way deeper thing. And it's supercharged. Yeah, very, very charged. But um, damn, man. Wild, bro. Wild. Yeah. Because like Gavin Newsom came out and he was like legit. He was like, if like you said, if men can if men could get pregnant, this abortion thing wouldn't even be in a question. But he was also being like, Oh yeah, people men and yeah. women can I mean, get pregnant. <sighs> fuck, dude. It's such a political game, bro. And that's the thing that I think people don't realize. It's like on both sides, they're using everyone like puppets. Yeah. You know? I mean, dude, it's it's a double-edged blade or double-edged sword, as people say. I fucking don't have the right answer. I will say, you know, women um, are born with parts to create human beings naturally, and I think men can't. <laughs> Bro, I'm trying to say it in the most basic way possible. Um you know, isn't that crazy though? You could say something and that, lose everything, as, bro. As, yeah, you could lose it all. Just if I came on here, I said <laughs> women can get pregnant and men cannot. If which, I said that, which which would be a, which if you said that ten years ago, yeah, dude, everyone be know. like, uh, yeah, duh, and, <laughs> and water is wet, duh. But now if you say that, they're like, <gasps> oh my god, deplatform, deplatform. Yeah, man, it's insane. And it kind of goes back to that free speech thing. I should be able to say whatever the hell I want to say without fear of getting stricken off of the internet. So Dave Chappelle, right? The guy that just got tackled. Mm-hmm. Did we find out the reason why the guy tackled him? Like, was there an actual reason why he did it? No, I, I just assumed that it was because the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. 
Oh, okay. Like, so people started to assume that they can just like attack comedians if they don't like what they're saying or something. Wow. But I guess the guy was, uh, he had a, a, a big, blade on him. A blade. And like, I guess he had a, a history of like mental health issues or something crazy too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah he didn't get in trouble. He's not going to get arrested or yeah. anything. I mean, they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, dude. They had crippled that man. Like his arm was like. It was it was like this. It was like way up, bro. He deserved weird. it though. He kind of looked like uh, XX Tentacion. <laughs> he really did. Uh, but speaking of uh, the whole comedian Will Smith, Chris Rock thing too. The that Kendrick video, bro, that was hard. What was it? Heart Heart Part Five. Heart I think Part it's Five. Yep, that was crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, especially the Nipsey part. I think the Nipsey part kind of touched me the most because it felt. I felt like he was like uh, he that was, was his verse or something. Like I feel like he. He got a Nipsey verse or like Nipsey wrote that shit through Kendrick or something. Cause like, I was like, damn, like this is like too. Mm -hmm. Well, like, cause the voice was obviously different, but like the yeah. cadence and the bars were so on point. Yeah. Were so on point. It was like Nipsey was honestly, it was like what he would have said. Like, you know, make sure my kids watch my interviews. Like yep. all that type of shit was just. Well, and that's the thing I was telling my girlfriend about it. I was like, either Kendrick was a huge Nipsey fan. And like religiously listened to all of his body of work over the past 10 years while he was alive, you know? Yeah. And, and then wrote that verse in that perspective. Or like you're saying, he like legit channeled Nipsey and like was flowing because everything he was spitting in that whole entire song, even before the Nipsey part had me tripping. Cause like even the part with the whole Will Smith thing where he was like, uh, when hurt people are hurting people, fuck calling it culture. Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's hard. Yeah. You know, it's like, how can you, and I mean, this is a good question for you because this is how I took it, right? The Kendrick Lamar video, part, part five, I kind of took it as him talking about black culture. For sure. So how do you feel? Because I have my perspective, but I'm white. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of black culture has been manipulated mm -hmm. as far as, you know, how can people make money off of it? Yeah. Right. Gang culture, all that type of stuff is all... Yeah. I think enticing to people that don't live it. Yeah. So there's a lot of money there. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the culture that he was talking to is very toxic, right? And mm -hmm. it's something that we need to change. And I think it's something that we celebrate mm -hmm. and we shouldn't. Yeah. And I think that's kind of he was given just different respect perspectives on very um, I would say very popular or important moments that happen with black men. Yeah. Throughout the time or throughout recent time. Yeah. Um, and he was just kind of given different perspectives on it and how it might be celebrated, but it's not cool. Yeah. Right. Even the OJ, OJ shit. Yeah. We were happy he beat the case because it was dope to see a black person, you know, case, beat yeah. a case like high profile like that. But, you know, and the proof of the pudding was he fucking murdered two people. Yeah. Which is foul. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't celebrate that. Like, that's not yeah. something to be. Um happy about and i think that's kind of like we kind of just brush over the, the yeah. fact that he killed two people no he beat the fucking system like that's yeah. what we're happy about so i think it's a toxic culture sometimes yeah and i think that's what he was trying to get at and especially like all of those points that he brought up and all those faces that he kind of wore yeah because he had jesse jesse smollett at one yeah. point too which Ju is juicy <laughs> that shit is so funny well and i think that the i think the reason he and this kind of could be a good topic right so like you said i think oj was put into it because it's like celebrated that he beat the case, but he converted two people. I think Jesse Smollett was brought into that video because he was from, it seemed like from Kendrick's perspective, Jesse was doing what he did 
to try to get like almost justice for black people in a certain mm-hmm. sense that like, you know, to try to like attack the system. But he did it. He, cause the way when he was rapping that part, he was like, I did it for y'all or like something like that. You know what I mean? Uh. So from what I took it as was like, he was corrupted by the system and he was trying to rig what was, cause it's rigged. Right. Yeah. So he was trying to re-rig it. Cause he's had a bunch of racist shit. Oh, the, he said the person that attacked him said a bunch of racist shit to him yeah. while he did that. And he also happens to be a gay man. Yeah. And I think it was like a double whammy as far as, oh, my gosh, these racist people not only beat up a black person, but a, a gay, gay person. black person. Yeah. And this is like going to be the biggest story ever. And I think he was just, I don't know if he was chasing the fame or, or I don't know what. Um, And I, I need to probably listen to the song again and see kind of how Kendrick spoke yeah. about that situation. But. Yeah, man. Well, because then, then with the whole uh, Kanye one, it was because he was bipolar. Mm-hmm. And we're like celebrating bipolarism, which I, I think is a, that's a, that's kind of a hard one. The only one that kind of was like, huh, was the Kanye one to me. Um, but I get it because the perspective of Kanye is like with the whole thing where it was like slavery is a choice and all that stuff. Yeah, he's just Kanye is all over the point, all over the place. And I think it's hard for anyone to kind of put a finger on what he might have meant. Mm-hmm. Because there's another song too where he's talking about like how Drake and Kanye are cool again and how yeah he would have never been or he wouldn't have made the, he wouldn't have made the men's pretty much yeah. and how they're like better men than him yeah because he wouldn't have been cool with yeah you know how everything's shooken out between those two so I don't know if he doesn't like Kanye or I don't yeah. I don't know what it is but yeah, who knows but that it was a very powerful song I think it like really kind of it was a much needed thing in the rap game. Because things have become so hollow, and, like, that was such a deep and meaningful song. Well, have you listened to the album a little bit? I listened to, like, literally half of two songs on the way here, but I haven't listened to the rest yet. It's uh, it's definitely not going to be played on the radio type music. That's what I figured. Um, but it's art, man. Like, yeah. it's weird to—it's dope to listen to something, and I'm like, dude, this fool's creative. Like, yeah. like how did he put this together? Like— well, and I think that's what was really powerful about that video is it's art. It's not rap. It's not music. It's not a video. It's it's like a moving. It's like poetry almost, yeah. and it's like a painting. And it's, it's like a like, moving painting. It's not yeah. even, it's not a movie. It's like a moving painting that also has audio because it's like this whole experience that you're meant to sit there, and like we're talking about with the meditation, it's like drop everything you're thinking mm-hmm. and just absorb. Yeah. Don't Consume think about what he's saying. Just absorb the feeling that you're receiving from looking at and hearing this thing. And I think that's what his goal was for that. Because it's not some, that's not a song I'm going to listen to at the gym. It's not no. a song I'm even going to listen to a whole bunch. But it's a song that you can like listen to like maybe every couple months and being like, wow, this is like powerful. This is powerful. It's true. I wonder what uh, like Lauren London or like his kids, if they see it, uh, Nipsey's yeah. kids, I wonder what they think. Well, he was referencing Black Sam, who uh, his, his brother. brother. Yeah. So I wonder because. It's supposed to be chilling though, right? Just yeah. to like. Because, like, of course, like, they do the C, uh, CGI. Yeah, yeah. And, like, his mouth's moving and shit. I'm like, dude, this is so yeah. good. Like, it's wild. I texted you as soon as I saw it, right? I or, think so. Did we talk about it? I was like, dude, what do you think about this? Yeah. Crazy, man. Because I was already, I didn't even realize how much of it was about Nipsey until I watched it again. Because halfway through the video, before it even got to the Nipsey part, I was already texting people like, this is insane. And then I rewatched it again and it got to the Nipsey part. And I was like, oh, shit. Because he does Nipsey last, right? Yeah. Well, for the last, I think it's like, so he has Nipsey's face for like, probably like 30 seconds. 
but the whole last like minute and 15 seconds is wrapped from Nipsey's, Nipsey's perspective. perspective yeah. yeah. Even when it's not Nipsey's face, he's still rapping from his perspective. Yeah. Um, it was crazy how he wild. said like he had to die in his neighborhood. Like, so they know. show is real. Bro, it was just. And that's a, that's what I thought. Like when, when and, and here's the other thing that I, when Nipsey died, this is how I took it as like a fan and as being like a spiritual person. I took it as, and this is kind of what his mom was saying too in interviews after the fact was he did his job. He came to this world mm-hmm. with a purpose and to use the term God, God gave him a purpose and he fulfilled that purpose. For sure. So he did his job. So his time was up. And when, when a star gets at its brightest, it fades away. Mm-hmm. So he got to his brightest and he, sh- and he did what he was supposed to do. Who knows what that was? Maybe it was to inspire someone else. Maybe it was something that we could never see, but he did it. I think it had to be inspire other people, right? I mean, yeah. dude, so many people have kind of like took his game and like took his like thoughts mm-hmm. or his practices and really kind of like one changed the way they do music. Yeah. Two started businesses. Yep. Three gave back to the community and gave back to schools and like really are invested in like, you know, the youth development. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people aren't the biggest Mr. Fab's fans, mm-hmm. but like I, I look at Mr. Fab a lot as like he he has a lot of the same like ideologies as a Nipsey would have yeah. as far as when it comes to community. Yeah. Of course their music's different and, and yeah. all that type of stuff, but I just think community wise, like they kind of remind me of each other. And I think yeah, that definitely sparked at least one person in our area to kind of be better or greater. Yeah. Well, cause after Nipsey died too, it was the uh the rolling sixties and I forget what was the other gang. They came together and had meetings after and was like, we need to squash this gang shit. Yeah. So like it was like full on like a messiah for the freaking for the hood. Sad man. Yeah. Super sad. But uh, dope that Kendrick can pay homage yeah. like that. I thought that was really cool. Well, but it, and it kind of plays back to what we were talking about before about the rainforest. Everyone was all tripping, all these white girls were crying and shit when the rainforest was burning down. And then fast forward a month later, no one cares. No one was talking about it. COVID, everyone's freaking out. No one cares. No one's talking about it. Ukraine, no one's talking about it. Uh uh Israel, Palestine, no one's talking about it. So it's like the same thing. It's like he Nipsey died. Everyone was talking about it, mm-hmm. and like they might have changed their verses for a couple days or a couple weeks, but they're all back on that hood shit. So yeah. the fact that Kendrick is coming back and being like, "Y'all must have forgot," yeah, what the real purpose or real plan was, or exactly this shit up. I mean, dude, the, yeah, because the music, like, I don't, and that's when I, because EA Ski sent me. I didn't even know the Kendrick video dropped. EA hit me up and was like, "You need to watch this video." This video is wild. So I looked it up and I watched it. And I was like blown away. But I haven't been inspired by a piece of music or a piece of art like that since Nipsey died. Like that same inspiration I got from that video was the same inspiration I got from Nipsey's music because it's just littered with like life lessons and motivational shit and like even a lot of meditation stuff and spirituality is like all yeah. just like laced in the bars and everything and the way he lived his life. And that's what that video did for me was like it was. I haven't been inspired like that since Nipsey died. And like, it sucks because music is garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, oh, cool. Future put out. A, I don't care about a Future's album. Yeah. I listen to there's it. There's a couple bangers on there. There's a couple, but like what? But he's talking about dumb shit the whole it's, time. It's like, yeah. if I want to get distracted and talk about some dumb shit, I'll go on TikTok and watch some girls twer- twerking. Yeah. If I want to <laughs> listen to Kodak, it's like, why? You know what I mean? It's, it's like, choose, choose your candy. Either so, way, it's bad for so you. So Kendrick had Kodak on the album. A couple times. And uh-huh. I, I think it's to really show not growth, but like I think he needs that like 
perspective of like a super grimy, uh-huh. ignorant street dude who yeah. just kind of lost in the sauce type thing. And yeah. like he just out here. Um because it's like you know, you you have such a educated artist as Kendrick. Yeah. And then for him to have like interludes from Kodak, I'm trying to find the balance of why he would do it. It's it's either a marketing thing and his manager Kendrick's manager was like, You need to do this. You know what I mean? Or it is a, like a juxtaposition where it's like, look at me. Now look at this. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like, because clearly Kendrick is an artist compared to Kodak. I think they're both artists though. You're right. I just think one is just so lost in like. Lost. You know, the culture. Yeah. Right. I think he's so lost in the culture. And maybe that's what it was. And I haven't listened to those songs yet, but maybe Kendrick was rapping from the perspective of someone who's lost in the culture on those songs because so he wanted to match culture it is someone. obviously a good thing right i don't want yeah. people to be like culture what the fuck like well i think the the word culture i think if if i would consider things like black people's culture more so a tradition right mm-hmm. when i think of the culture of black people i more so think tradition because i think of like you know that the the very colorful garments from African I culture. Well, I think more, of, so the know, culture of the climate right now in yeah. rap, right? It's yeah. just super like shoot them up, bang, bang type yeah. thing. I, I saw this uh, tweet and it was like, we used to be heartbroken as kids. when We found out like our favorite rappers weren't really gangster. Yeah. Right back then. And now like, you know, all these rappers are really doing dumb shit and really getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Right. Like Young Thug, his whole yeah. crew just got indicted yeah um and it's like we're like i guess kind of surprised like damn like they're really out there doing that crazy ass shit that they talk about in their songs yeah. it's like yeah they are they're really it's like the wild wild west which is ridiculous and that's it goes back to what we we're talking about about like pattern and being able to break the pattern yeah. it's like you could call it rap culture or you could call it rap pattern it's like there's been a pattern that has been put into place over all these years and the current pattern is guns drugs, violence, and sex. Yeah. And that's the pattern. And then that's why people like Nipsey came in and were kind of challenging the pattern. Kendrick challenged the pattern. That's why the mainstream or the main pattern is following all that sex, drugs, guns, violence. And that's mm-hmm. why they listen to people like Kodak. That's why they listen to people like uh, like Future and all this stuff is because that's the mainstream, follow the pattern. And that's why people like Nipsey and Kendrick, there's a lot of people who don't like them yeah. because they're not similar to the pattern at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's off the beaten path. It challenges what people are thinking. Because if I'm like super immersed in the guns, gangs, violence, all that stuff, and that's the music I listen to, and then someone like Kendrick comes out and puts out a song like Heart Part 5. You're not going to, yeah. I'm going to be gonna pissed relate. off. Yeah. I'm going to be irritated because he is making me realize all the flaws within myself. Hey, real shit. And what I've been perpetuating within my community. Yeah. And it's going to make me mad. Because I'm like, nah, like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be responsible. I'm not trying to think about what my <laughs> actions cause within the real world. Fuck that shit. I'm gonna yeah. go out and smoke some weed. Sip you know? some lean and, and do exactly. Some shit. Yeah. So it's like, and that's like the thing. It's like it, it is a big, it's a cycle, man. It's all so I hope Kendrick can really impact. And it sucks because like that video made such a big impact, but I guarantee people aren't gonna be talking about Kendrick's album within a couple weeks because the next thing is going to come out in the news the next well i mean as a as a fan of music i've been waiting for kendrick to drop some he even said in like some of his songs he's like he's had writer's block for the last two years like he just hasn't been moved by anything um so i think it'll go number one for sure right i mean i don't think that many people dropped the album um, around his time right now so Mm -hmm. but they got jack harlow out there ready to distract people so you know what 
I actually kind of like Jack Harlow. I haven't really looked into his shit uh-huh. deep, but like the few songs I do hear, I kind of like his shit. I think he knows how to rap. And he's also like a, uh, you know, he doesn't drink, you know, smoke. He's mm-hmm. definitely trying to like, you know, capture his moment right now. You want me to encapsulate <laughs> what he is? Uh, uh, don't tell me, an industry plant? You could, that's another way to put it. I was going to say marketable. Uh, so what... Do you think he is way bigger than G-Eazy ever was? Or do you think they're kind of at that like same moment right now? I think he is what G-Eazy wanted to be. I think that G-Eazy was kind of that first step into a commercially marketable rapper. Because white rapper. White rap. Well, here's the thing, well, though. I mean, you got, you got no, Eminem. Yeah, but here's the thing. From a marketability standpoint, if I am going to put a million dollars behind a rapper... Mm-hmm. One rapper, regardless of skin color, is talking about pulling up, kicking down people's doors, shooting, robbing, killing, d- drinking lean, beating people up, killing people. And then the other one is rapping about going to the party <laughs> and I just made a th- three throw, free throw <laughs> and I'm drinking with my buddies and I'm in first class. Who are you going to put money behind? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put my money behind the, Rain, the clean Rainbow. one. Because, I don't know, bro. Because because that hits a wider audience. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. The other one is is it, you, just like we've experienced through Instagram. If you're cursing or you're cussing, you on Instagram you cannot run a paid advertisement for music that it contains slurs. So a Jack Harlow song from a marketing standpoint, you can play that all you day. Can market that all over the entire world. Yeah. But like a future song that's talking about fucking bitches, you can't market that for shit. That's true. So from an industry standpoint, they're like, oh, cool. We just need to put some dope beats behind him, get him set up with some dope producers. Well, we need some flicks with him hanging out with Drake. Let's get some flicks with him hanging out with uh, DJ Drama. And then that other dude, funny, whatever his name is. Drewski. Drewski. We'll get get some folks. So then the culture, so then the culture thinks he's what's dope. And then (laughs) then they'll perpetuate it. They'll push it forward. And then all the little teenage girls will push it forward. So when you hear him rap, though, Mm -hmm. you think think he just... You don't think he has any talent type thing? I think he's got some talent, but not to justify what he's receiving. Okay. Because he's like, he's one of the biggest artists right now as far as, you know, rappers. In the it's game. very standard, though. And that's the thing. Standard. It's like white bread. You can. It's easier to sell white bread than some multi-grain hearty Wheat, with nuts yeah. in it and oh, shit. Right. You know, it's like very standard. There's nothing special about it. Even that first <laughs> class thing. He doesn't rap for the first. He does barely even raps in the entire song. So the movie... White man can't jump. You know, uh-huh. he's going to be the actor in it, right? Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> and so the other thing that irritates me is, like, he's super cocky now, too. Yep. Which is, like, and that's more of a, and that's the thing. But, again, it's, like, it's all marketability. It's all part of the industry. That's what the industry does. At some point, though, you have to assume, right, the, like, you got to, like, I'm here. I'm here now, right? Like, I'm here to play. I'm here to be a top artist. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to act like it. Yeah. Right? At some point, you got to be the GOAT, right? Like, at some point, Drake was like, you know, Wayne's dope, but I'm Drake, and I'm bigger than Wayne now. Yeah. Right? But, or, you know what I'm Drake, saying? But Drake's Drake. Like, Drake is Drake. Oh, of course. But know? that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. at some point, you got to know. Like, I'm him. Like, yeah. I'm that motherfucker. Like, nobody's but, fucking with me right now. But and that's the thing. It'd be different if he was him, but he ain't him. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I like, you. that's all, it's I all inflation. You. That's all inflation from the industry. And you, again, to bring up what you're talking about, Young Thug, you got, uh, as, a, as a business, if I'm putting 
$5 million in a young thug yeah. and his ass gets locked up, my investment goes out the fucking window. My money goes down the drain. Well, you got to think about Young Thug situation. Him and yeah. then his artist, Gunna, right? Two huge artists are mm -hmm. both locked up. So there goes two artists that you possibly signed. Yep. Just done. down the drain. But is Jack Harlow going to get arrested? No. Never a chance. Can you put Jack <laughs> so, Harlow in a Disney movie? So. Yes. Can you put Young Thug in a Disney movie? Can you put Future in a Disney movie? No. That actually was, the question was brought up, right? They had a press conference and they're talking about you know, the arrest of Young Thug and mm -hmm. Gunna. And they go, why wasn't Jack Harlow brought up in this investigation? Someone asked that. I really? swear to God, there's there's a video footage. And then uh, the lady kind of like chuckles and like says he wasn't a part of the investigation or whatever. Yeah. But he was brought up. So and he's that, everywhere, man. And that's what it comes down to, man. It's marketability. You're never going to see Future or Kodak Black in a Disney movie. But you could damn... Almost, I could almost bet it now. I'll call it right now. Jack Harlow's going to be in a Disney movie in a couple years. I mean, I, he's going to be a white man can't jump. I don't know if that's a Disney movie, but it, it could be. It's a movie because these Marcos are, oh, cool. You're you're moldable. You're like a piece of clay. It's like Zoolander, how they like would mold him. It's like the same <laughs> shit. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah come over here. Like, you think Drake was happy to be hanging out with him at the Kentucky Derby? He didn't look like so it. He he's from, he's off, from Kentucky, bro. so I feel like that's he was probably like the host, right? Like, yeah. oh, Jack Harlow, you're from Kentucky. Yeah. Make sure everyone's there. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's when, once I saw Drewski and all of them with him, I was like, okay, he's for show. Just like the the next new piece of jewelry that these guys can take a picture with to be like, hey, I'm still relevant. Like Drewski, Drewski's coming in and be like, don't forget about me. Hey, what's up, Jake? Yeah. And then like all these other people too, Drake, be like, hey, yeah, yeah. Album on the way. Hey, what's up, Jake? Take a picture with him. Have you listened to his album? I haven't listened to it. No. I don't plan on listening. I don't to really it. plan on listening to but it. But when, when I hear a verse from him, I'm like, all right, it's kind of good. Kind of like it. Yeah, but like, is does that warrant it being good music? Where it's like, oh, this is listenable? Oh, no. No, exactly, right? If Because I'm going to dive into Kendrick's album. I'm going to listen yeah. to every song on it, and I'll probably listen to it two or three times. And digest it. Right? Where Jack Harlow, if it comes on, I'll bob my head to it. Yeah. Like, huh. And that's the thing. You can Sounds hear good. it. It's all over the radio. It's all over TikTok. Because it's not talking about all the crazy shit that you can't have on TikTok and on the radio. Marketable. Or guy. Yeah. Well, is it him or is it the people <laughs> around him? Because that's the thing. Like, from a business standpoint, if I come across like a Jack Harlow, oh, yeah, bro, let me, I'll produce some shit for you. Like, just let me sign this contract real quick. I wonder what type of deal he's got going right uh -huh. now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not like he did that on his own. You can't just do that. And then, like, you know, because he obviously had to be working with some producers and some other stuff. And because that, that beat, that first class beat was made by one of Timbaland's students oh, really? the beat club that Timbaland has or something. Yeah. Oh, so damn. there is some, there's some players involved. Mm. You know what I mean? And that first class, like, I don't even like that song. Industry plan, man. 100%. Shut out. Shut out my mind.